Thank you, Dan Schulman. So the Jays take the second of this five-game and four-day series at the Rogers Center. I am Tim McAuliffe. Jesse Rubinoff is with me as always, and we will try to get to your reactions at Tim and Friends on all the socials. Jamie and Caleb will join me from the Dome as we got about 29 minutes of edutainment coming your way. Post-game and preview show from the Jays to World Cup qualifying basketball coming your way at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The Vladdy Jr. Derby, Canada versus the Dominican Republic. But if you were out enjoying the holiday unlike us, let's get you caught up to date on the Jays and Rays and what transpired at the Dome earlier today. Sold out for Canada Day. The scenes were glorious for those who haven't been around the yard for a while. Toronto fans all decked out in red as were the Jays just 15 and 27 all time on Canada Day but they were there to honor their own that's right East York born Montreal raised Russell Martin honored before the game spent four magical seasons in Toronto an all-star appearance a couple of memorable playoff runs and obviously touched by the ceremony and the standing ovation then a ceremonial first pitch from 155 to another Gabriel Moreno Throws a strike right down the middle, and that was a sign of things to come. In the top of the third, we start with Wander Franco, fly ball off of Jose Barrios. But look at George Springer coming awful long way to make the grab, and the Jays would explode in the third. Bases loaded, Bo Bichette going the other way, high off the wall, two-run score on the double, and the Jays lead 2-1. Your next batter, of course, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and with Papa in the building. And it is a fair ball down the line. Springer and Bichette in to score. Guerrero on his way into second. And safe with a two-run double. Papa. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Yeah, Vladdy Sr. likes it all. Next batter, Jay's not done. Alejandro Kirk also down the line. Guerrero scores on the fifth double of the inning. Jay's Twitter account in on the fun, sending out this Tim Hortons themed tweet. Normal Canadian double double, extreme Canadian double 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 double. It was five doubles, one shy of a franchise record, and the Jays lead 5-1. Meanwhile, Sergio Romo making his Blue Jays debut. Top of the seventh, now 8-2, man on, full count. Romo. Fans held Ramirez out number three. He's jacked, and so is Lourdes Guriel Jr. Love, peace, and hair grease. And with Lourdes, a lot of hair grease. No doubter entered this one hitting 360 in his last 29 games. Make the final 9-2. Here's Hazel May on field with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Nine runs by the Toronto Blue Jays, three of them courtesy of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. including a two-run double off Corey Kluber with men on base, Vladdy. What? Uh, okay, I'll be right back. <laughs> with men on base in that situation, Vladdy, what is your mindset facing that veteran pitcher? ¿Cuál fue el approach que llevaste en ese turno con gente en base? 
Bueno, yo traté de, 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 de hacer un buen swing, de poner un, un buen contacto hacia la pelota y gracias a Dios pude, pude conectar el hit. Just trying to put a good swing, good contact, and thank God I got a good result. The first time the Blue Jays have played here at Rogers Center for Canada Day since 2019. What stood out to you about playing this afternoon? La primera vez que jugamos un Canada Day desde el 19. ¿Qué fue este día tan especial para ti? Bueno, para mí fue muy emocional. Yo creo que yo como canadiense me siento muy orgulloso de jugar un día aquí en Canadá. I mean, it was very emotional. Myself, like me, I'm Canadian. It was. I'm very proud today uh, to play, be back over here. You are. You're a proud Dominican and a proud Canadian. Tomorrow, in Game One of the split doubleheader against the Rays, will be Vlad and Dad bobblehead day for the first 15,000 fans. And guess what? Expos legend Vladimir Guerrero Sr. is in the house watching you right now. So what is it like to have your Hall of Fame father watch you play in a major league game? Mañana es un día especial, el día del bobo de tu papá y tú. Pero adivina qué, tu papá vio el juego esta tarde. ¿Qué es tan especial para ti eso de tener tu papá aquí? Bueno, yo creo que para mí es muy especial, tú sabes, tenerlo aquí un día tan especial como hoy y que él pueda ver todas las cosas que yo estoy haciendo en el juego de hoy. I mean, it was very special for me to have my dad here on a special day like today and that for him to have the, the chance to see all what I did today. Happy Canada Day to Vlad Sr. and Vlad Jr. Happy Canada Day, oh, I love you. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Three RBIs run scored for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with pops in the building. I also like the change up. Hector LeBron gets what I guess we'll call a bio-steel bath now. Distinctly Canadian on Canada Day. Now, it wouldn't be a postgame without Jamie Campbell. So you've heard of diaper dandies. I present to you the dapper dandies on this Canada Day. Jamie Campbell and Caleb Joseph and Jamie, pretty festive Canada Day at the park. Oh, Tim, it always is. It's become this remarkable tradition. Not Canada Day. Obviously, Canada Day has been happening for 155 years. I mean, the way people uh, gravitate to this ball game, 44,000 people here, some of them dressed uh, like clowns, like Caleb and I, right? I mean, when you and I discussed what we were going to wear today, you were fully committed. And my friend, I've seen a few people sit there with crazy things on. That's my favorite. Oh, yes, channeling yeah. my inner Michael Jackson. I mean, who doesn't like to get to dress up in sparkly clothes, right, every once in a while? But it's such an amazing day at the ballpark. I I'm so blessed to be here and experiencing this as an American. This is something that you could tell was big for not only the fans, it was big for the players. And for the players to be able to come out here and not experience this for two years and then come out and experience it. You could just feel the energy was ready to just explode early on in the game. The roof was rolled back. It was just a beautiful day. Blue Jays win. Everybody's happy. What a great day here at the Rogers Center. For uh, the course of this season about the Jays hitting with runners in scoring position. That third inning especially they padded the numbers but over the last 34 games they are now hitting 312 with runners in scoring position. I think it's official the mighty bats have awoken. Remarkable how that happens over a long season isn't it Tim yeah. and we were 
you know, present on your show from time to time in April when the Blue Jays couldn't do a darn thing with a runner in scoring position. This is a team that sits third in the American League in home runs hit, and the only one they needed today was a solo shot when it was pretty well decided by Lourdes Gurriel Jr. anyway. Um, there's got to be a reason why at this point in time there aren't many in the starting nine that are scuffling at the plate. It seems everybody's making some kind of a contribution right now. Yeah, hitting is contagious and you've heard it a million times but it really is and you know earlier on in the season the starting pitching was uh, they were they were here and there they were here and there uh, they were really good actually uh, the offense rather was here and there here and there and the bullpen not so sure but isn't it hilarious how during the ebbs and flows of a major league season sometimes those roles can be reversed and I'll tell you what the, the Blue Jays offense they have really shown up and it's a one through nine attack you look there is no break in the Blue Jays offense from one through nine you're going to get guys that are going to see pitches they're going to take their walk they're going to pass the baton and there's thump and power throughout that lineup you just look at even a guy like Biggio who had an assignment down in AAA came back did an amazing job since he's been up here the emergence of Santiago Espinal has been kind of a diamond in the rough story Lourdes who's kind of been known as a streaky hitter he has just caught fire mm -hmm. and goodness I mean even Tapia Tapia when he's been in and as he has gotten more and more play in time he has really contributed and I don't even think that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has really gotten hot yet neither Bo Bichette even though that swing from Bo missed a grand slam by like three feet that's a really really good sign for him but when they have this balanced approach they are really tough and there is no break in their lineup and Kevin Biggio has been a pleasant surprise lately as well normally slotted into the number nine spot a couple of doubles today one of which was I don't know if your opinion is the same as mine was misplayed by Kevin Kiermaier a guy who who gets to pretty well everything that's hit his way. Yeah, he's an all-world center fielder, and I've seen him make some absolutely unbelievable catches. This one is just a routine play for him, but for some reason he elects for the basket catch and clank right off the glove. Uh, easy play if he just rolls over, and this is something that really affected the game here in the third inning. What it did was it didn't get two outs and a runner at second base. It was actually... Able, allowing the Blue Jays offense to really pick it up and then it was double 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 and the margin of error in a major league game is so small and what the Rays do so well they don't beat themselves and that just threw the entire game off in that now Kluber threw a ton of pitches in that third inning wasn't even able to come out for the fourth and now in a 5-2 game a game that is really within hand especially with Barrios trying to figure out how he was going to maneuver through that lineup. Mm -hmm. They had to go to some non-leverage arms in a position where they weren't able and ready to do that. It really threw off the entire game. Something that the Rays do really well, Blue Jays hitters were really able to capitalize on that mistake. Yeah, and that leads to Brett Phillips pitching the day before a doubleheader, which should be fun. Jays bullpen, though, four innings of one hit, scoreless ball. So you see the differences heading into this doubleheader tomorrow. Boys, we always love the festivities on Canada Day. Wouldn't be anything without having you guys. So, yes, a tip of the cap to Jamie and Caleb. Thanks for doing this, fellas. Nice to see you, Tim. Nice to see Jamie and Caleb down at the Dome. Once again, the final for those just joining us. 9-2 Blue Jays. Jesse Rubinoff on the wheels of steel as he often Hello, is. Hello, Timmy. 
Hello, Jesse. I know that you sent out a little bit of an engager to our public here at Tim and Friends. Did we get some reaction to the Jays winning for the fourth time in five games? Yeah, because if you remember back to before the Red Sox series, there yep. was some trepidation amongst the fan base, and we were not creeping towards the panic button, but there were people that were writing in and asking yeah. us if we could creep a little bit closer. Lost three straight series. That kind exactly. of sort of understanding. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we asked, after all the worry of last week, are we seeing the Blue Jays put it all together now? Now, 51.4% to this point have said uh, too early to say, but second place there is 39.1% say yes. A so Steve, we're getting a small sample size? That that's exactly right, small yeah. sample size. We sent it out not too long ago. Uh, Steve says bats have woken up, they're playing sound defense, but pitching is still a concern, both at starting and in the bullpen. If they can get those straightened out, I'd have no more concerns. Uh, David says they're on the right path, and the couch GM says yes, 100% because of getting Romo. <laughs> uh, listen, the bats have woken, that is for sure. Jays now lead the majors in OPS this season. They rank first in the AL in slugging. They are second in average, second on on-base percentage, at least coming into this game. And as we mentioned, all that consternation surrounding runners in scoring position, the number over the last 34 games is impressive, hitting 312 with runners in scoring position. Well, it just seems their whole offense has really been firing for the entire month of June, really, near the top of the majors in terms of almost everything. Okay, yeah, there's a lot category. going on right now, and I just want to mention one more thing before we get to yeah. some breaking NHL news from the day, and that is, so Jose Barrios goes five innings of two-run ball. All five starters in this turn of the rotation hold their opponents to two runs or less, and that's why we threw out that, are they starting to find it? I don't know if you can say Kikuchi's found it. Great start last mm -hmm. night at a brilliant time. Barrios, not wonderful, but a lot of those eight hits, to be honest with you, the Rays had one run on three hits, and none of them were hit hard. They were hit to spots where there weren't Blue Jays because of shifts. It was kind of tough luck. I don't know if Gossman's find it, but it looks like the adjustments that all three of those guys have made are paying dividends. And to have that, five starters, all with two runs or less, mm -hmm. is when this team could get really dangerous in the American League East. Well, you get to enjoy it for the rest of Canada Day. It's not like there's a quick turnaround tomorrow or anything like that. Uh, uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> Doubleheader tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. And by the way, the Jays over the last two seasons now, Jesse, yeah. 50 and 26 at the Rogers Center. You think they like playing at home? I think they like I think they enjoyed it today, too. Uh, you mentioned a couple of breaking NHL stories, yeah. or one from earlier and one that's been breaking. Frank Saravelli sending out this tweet a uh, little time ago. Canucks announced they've reached an extension with Brock Besser. Three years, $6.65 million for that deal. So, again, the Vancouver Canucks re-signing Brock Besser. Three years, six million. And 650,000. There, that's a quick math. Yeah, go ahead. I got you. Uh, I may have distracted you by putting my finger no, up. No, and that's okay. Does that put the rest of the rumors around JT Miller and Brock Besser, or at least the rumors around Brock Besser in the rumors about JT Miller? I mean, you think you think the Brock Besser rumors are done, but the JT Miller, right. who knows? And the Winnipeg point. Jets have a new head coach. Rick Bonus. That's it. Rick Bonus is the brand new, not so brand new. He's been around the league for a while, and he's been in Winnipeg before, so the Jets do hire Rick Bonus. Those are your two stories of the day in hockey. Coming up, we'll turn our attention to basketball as the Canadian men's national team will play a rare home game tonight against the Dominican, the Dominican Republic. It's, it's the Vladdy Derby! 
Canada versus the DR. We'll go to Hamilton and check in with Eric Smith after this. Going from Jays to basketball right here on Tim and Friends. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to Tim and Friends. Thanks for sticking around. Canada's senior men's basketball team takes on the Dominican Republic tonight in Hamilton in a qualifier for the 2023 World Cup. You can see it on Sportsnet and Sportsnet One in about eight minutes' time. Hamilton's Shea Gilgis Alexander headlines Canada's roster along with his cousin, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and fellow NBAers Dwight Powell and Kelly Olynyk. Of course, Nick Nurse, head coach of Team Canada. Eric Smith has more from the floor in Hamilton. Timmy, it's actually expected to be a sellout crowd here in Hamilton tonight for Canada and Dominican Republic. Now, I should say, sellout, that said, they have blacked out or, or kind of curtained off most of the upper deck, but still about 7,000 people expected for this game. And this is the first time that Canada will be hosting on home soil during this qualification window. Canada was supposed to have at least one, if not two games, back in February, but because of COVID and the various restrictions as it related to the pandemic and travel in our country, Canada was not able to have any games on home soil, so they had to wait until now here in Hamilton, and they're still keeping their fingers crossed that the next time the window opens later in the summer, perhaps Canada may have a chance to host again. But the fans here in Hamilton are certainly jacked up and ready to go and certainly ready to cheer on one of the hometown kids as well, not just a Canadian kid, but a Hamilton kid in Shea Gilgis Alexander and of course his cousin Nikhil Alexander Walker as well. So lots of local content for any of those Hamiltonians that are not only in attendance watching this game live, but also those that are watching tonight on Sportsnet. And that's just a portion of the NBA flavor that Team Canada will have on the floor tonight as you'll have a chance to see Kelly Olynyk and Dwight Powell as well from the Pistons and the Mavericks respectively. A lot of familiar faces on this team as Canada looks to go 5-0 in qualification for the World Cup. Canada entering action, number one in scoring, number one in points per game. They are a top group C at 4-0, but their toughest game thus far came against the Dominicans back in February. It was only a six-point win for Canada, so certainly a stiff test tonight, and the Canadians will have to be on their A game. Timmy? Thank you, Eric. He will have the call alongside Paul Jones in about six minutes' time from Hamilton, and good to see, at least in the lower bowl, a sellout. I mean, SGA is one of the best players that this country has ever produced, and he's playing at home in Hamilton mm -hmm. for the first time since he was 17 years old. We don't get enough opportunities to see these kids play at home, and as we've seen, Jesse, over the last little while with the Canadian national men's soccer team, if you build it, they will come. Just haven't got a chance to see these guys play for Canada at home a whole heck of a lot. And you mentioned a lot of the other names too, not, not just Shea, but there's other significant NBA names. How important is it that they're coming together to play in qualifiers like this and finally, I think, getting a chance to gel? Because we've seen that with the Canadian soccer team as well, the I mean, more time you spend together. Let's be honest here. We, we have four Canadian NBA players on the floor tonight. Mm -hmm. There is a lot more than four Canadian NBA players. Yeah. I think what Canada basketball has asked for is a commitment from what they're calling their summer core. And I've seen a lot of the other guys around the NBA players on this list that you're seeing right now and they are very qualified 
and as you can tell by the 4-0 record coming mm -hmm. in tonight, they have been able to get by without a lot of the guys that you see in that summer core. And when it comes to FIBA and World Cup qualifying, which is more difficult than organic chemistry to figure out, <laughs> you're going to need that kind of depth to get through. And I think, like, I understand everyone wants to see every NBA player, yeah. and hopefully we get to that point. But we also have to show the same sort of support for them that we do in hockey and in soccer. And I think you'll start seeing more guys want to show up because there's 18,000 family and friends at the Rogers Arena or at Scotiabank Arena somewhere in this country. Yeah, it's, it's just such an interesting point because you've seen what's happened with the Canadian men's soccer team. It's such and, a great the, analogy, isn't it? The fans want to be a part of things like that. That is like, you felt like it's united the country when they've had the success that they've had. So it's like, instead of just waiting to get to that point, then if you start it now, mm -hmm. you're going to enjoy the entire way up. If you build it, there you go. they will come. There you go. If you build it, they will come. Uh, we're also trying to build up some free stuff. Uh, our never-ending quest to get you free stuff on this show <laughs> has been helped by our friends at Golf Town, Jesse, what's the latest giveaway here on Tim and Friends? Well, who doesn't who doesn't like free stuff? Two hundred dollars uh, to Golf Town is what we revealed earlier in the week. As you listen to that beautiful "Thank Golf It's Friday" intro, a two hundred dollar gift card to Golf Town is what we put on the line. All you had to do was send in your golf swings, and we told you that we would reveal a winner. Now I have to say that we received hundreds of swings that rolled in. We appreciate you joining in on the fun. We appreciate the interaction. And we'll continue to do more of these kinds of giveaways in the future. Hold on a second here. Yeah, well, let that breathe. <laughs> we did promise a winner. And congratulations to YYC Lady Golfer on Instagram, who put together this fantastic submission. And I have to say, her Instagram bio, just a regular gal who's addicted to golf. And Timmy, I gotta say, how is that for a winner for the first Golf Town giveaway? So congratulations to YYC Lady Golfer. Thank Golf It's Friday, brought to you by Golf Town. We believe adventure starts at the first tee, so come out and play. Got it good, and since you understood, we'll try and do a few more of those down oh, yeah. the road when Jesse Rubinoff is hosting next week. But thank Golf It's Friday is now a staple, and thanks to our friends at Golf Town for contributing to the Get Them Free Stuff. Does that mean you're not here next week? Uh, we'll talk about that a bit in a flash. <laughs> Canada, Dominican Republic, does it feel like a 5-0 start to World Cup qualifying I'm for the Canadian it. team? I'm feeling it. Let's go. I, I am feeling it, and I hope that you take in more than just the NBA players because there's plenty of quality and depth of talent on this Canadian team that we're about to send to you. That's right. Hamilton is up next for Canada's men's basketball team taking on the Dominican Republic in World Cup qualifying. I'm off on vacation next week, Jesse Rubinoff, and the show is off uh, until around Thursday of next week because of Canada basketball qualifying mm. and Global Jam. So if you're in the Toronto area, make sure you get out and support grassroots basketball in this country. Tim and friends will be back Thursday with Jesse Rubinoff in this seat at the big desk. For now, let's send it to Eric Smith and Paul Joins. Enjoy the game, everyone.